Welcome into Navigating Change with Shane and Mike in this very, very special Christmas edition, Shane. Yeah, we have a set. An entire set. You yeah. know, and, and we're like here live. People can see us, not yeah. just hear us. But see us. Well, you know, the big podcasts around the nation now, of course, they'll have their little studio. This where not they, being one of those. No, no hold right? on. Hold on. I'm getting there. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm getting there. All right. So they'll have their, their little podcast that they do in the studio. And all then right. their audience has grown so much that they'll go to theaters in L.A. or New York City, and they will actually do a live show wow. in front of an, a live audience. Wow. So now we are in that position today. I like that, man, because what we did, we did something a little different. Yes, than what those tell, tell them our model. We started off with a really small audience, <laughs> yes. and we've kept it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so I'm really excited but about that. We have a loyal audience. We have a very loyal audience, and we stay true from, from who we were at the very beginning. We're not sellouts, Mike. No. We're not sell, sold out for commercial success, no, no. because we have no <laughs> we, we, commercial we, success. We've asked, and people have said, Oh, pass. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is true, though. Those of you that follow the podcast, I, I think there's 13 people that follow the podcast closely. Uh, they've said to me over the years, have you ever gotten a sponsor? Because I always joke about us not having a sponsor. Mm -hmm. The reality is we have had people offer That's true. to be sponsors. But you want to know why we say no, Mike? Tell me. Because we're not sellouts. <laughs> we're not corporate sellouts, man. We don't, we don't want to be told by the man. What kind no. of material we no. have to deal because with. Because this is making too big of a difference in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we do not want to give up the relevance. No. That we have embraced yeah. freelance, man, doing what we mm -hmm. feel. We don't want to give that up nope. to corporate America. No way. Now, we no. don't want to use this to sell things, Mike. We want to use this to enrich the lives of the 13 yeah, people who listen to this every single week. And they week. keep coming back. Does that mean we're, we're not really helping? <laughs> no, I think we're like an acquired taste. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we're like the brie it's, cheese it's, of, uh, of podcasts. See, I thought it was like going to a therapist forever. You know, you don't really get oh, past your yeah. issue, and you just keep going to a therapist. Well, and there's really nothing in it for the therapist to get you past your issue if you're just going to keep going forever, <laughs> right? It's kind of like the chiropractor. Yeah. You know, we want yeah. them to feel better but not quite yeah. be healed, right? Because right. then they right. wouldn't come anymore. They wouldn't. No, we're going to keep them coming here, Mike. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep them coming for years. Uh, and we did have room for all 13 of our listeners, but they didn't show up. It's simply because they didn't know we were going to do this. Yeah, this is live. So this is like in front of a studio audience. <laughs> we could have, yeah. Except for the audience. Yeah, we're just missing that. that that's it. Other than the audience, this yeah. is live in front of a studio audience. Right. So we're doing. we're pretty much doing it all. I feel like we're big time. Mike, and you yeah. know what's important? Not only are we big time, yeah. we've done it our way. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, we have. We've defied yeah. conventional wisdom, the, the path to success. We've thought, <laughs> forget about that. We're not selling out. We're doing this our way, yeah. and we have. Yeah, so get ready for some advice we're about oh, to bring your way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, and so we're having some people watch this. Some. Um, some on, <laughs> <laughs> on our... Church Online Day at Christ Church. Well, so then there'll be more than usual. There will be more than usual. So yeah. they're getting a taste of this. We may add one or two to our audience. You never know. And then, of course, this will go out to our regular podcast fan base. Yeah, see, we're kind of addictive, wouldn't you say? I mean, people listen to us one time, and boom, they're in. Yeah. They're part of that audience. And you say, well, how does that work when you yeah. started with 13 and you still have 13? Yeah. We are addictive, man. Once you yeah. get on, once you get a little taste yeah. of navigating change yes. with Shane and yep. Mike, you're in. 
That's right. Now, that being said, people don't stay in very long, so we lose no, well, about as many people that, as we gain. That's because of the FDA label we have to put out uh, yeah. whenever we you know, put this stuff out on the market. Well, that's say. exactly right. So we, this has not been scientifically tested or proven, no. and really nothing we say has been scientifically <laughs> tested or proven yeah. or verifiable by any <laughs> legitimate sources whatsoever. I'm starting so to I understand. feel like we're on it. I'm starting Mike. to understand why our audience isn't growing. Well, okay. I do too. I do too. So... Uh, Shane, it is Christmas week, uh, will be when most of the people hear or see this podcast. And so what we've done is we've gone to your website, RevShaneBishop.com, and you wrote a really nice blog about how to own Christmas week. And I like this, what you say in parentheses, and stay sane doing it. And so we've dra- we've uh, pulled a few points from that blog. If people want to hear more about it, go to RevShaneBishop.com, and we're just going to take a moment and try to help people own uh, this Christmas season, particularly when it comes to really Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Well, I have these reoccurring fantasies that I will stay sane throughout my natural life. <laughs> and there are occasional challenges to that. The holidays, it kind of being one, right? It, it definitely is this morning. It, we're so busy right now. We are. Especially it's really kind of crazy around here right anyone, now. Anyone, and especially for us in ministry and here, and I do everything I can to try to make this season balance out the best possible, or at least put myself in position to win. And so I have everything as organized as possible. I'm, le- I'm getting into the garage today. There's something that stinks in our garage. I oh. have no idea what it is, but I can tell you this. I'm going to have to spend uh, some time trying to figure that out here in the next day or two. Wasn't planning on doing that, but it's to your point, you know, uh, stuff just is stressful and stuff just happens. Well, things do happen, and that's kind of where stress occurs, you know. Yeah. Life has its own stressors, but there are certain seasons of life, certain times when we're just a little bit more busy. Maybe we have a little bit less resilience than we normally do. So when something's stinking in your garage, right, all of a sudden you you think, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. So how do you make it all work here during the Christmas season? So here's one of the first things I loved about your blog that you just said right off the bat. First of all, how to own really this Christmas time is to slow it down. How do we slow it down? What do you mean, Shane? Well, I've got a metaphor. So let's say you're traveling and you're in a hurry. You're just pushing down the, the interstate. You pull off and go to Taco Bell. Is Taco Bell one of our sponsors or do we not have any sponsors? <sighs> no, but just tread lightly. All right. All right. Very good. <laughs> so let's say you go to, to Taco Bell and, and you just want some stuff cheap, right? Mm-hmm. You, you just want to get some food. So you get it. You... you Order it in your car. You just hit it, right? Mm-hmm. You just drill it. You knock it down. Oh, yeah. It's perfectly great. Mm-hmm. But let's juxtapose that with going to a really, really nice uh, restaurant mm-hmm. where you're going to pay a whole lot more money sure. for what you do. A part of it is the service yeah. and, and the experience. Uh, you're going you're gonna to eat slower. Sure. Enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it. And you'd be a fool not to. Yeah. And so I think for me, as I get older particularly, I think so much of my life I've just flown through things, maybe failed to appreciate things, maybe taken some things for granted. Uh, I don't want to do that anymore. So for me, I think Christmas is, is too special. Just gulp it down. Yeah. We, we need to savor it. 
you savor it. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not as old as you. Some people think a lot I'm of a, people think I'm younger than you. Okay, well, yeah. some people think I'm in my early 30s. That's no, what I heard before that. that nobody <laughs> thinks you're in your early 30s, man. <laughs> because everybody that joins our staff, I love how you just threw that out. Now, everybody <laughs> that joins our staff comes in looking pretty young. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of get the Abe Lincoln effect. Do you ever see the pictures of Abe Lincoln when he became president yeah. as opposed Doesn't, to, you know, four years not, later? Not I mean, flattering. the man just aged. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, Mike, that's happened to you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just happened to you. Your, your hair's no gray now, right? Got yeah. some lines around your face. And I notice yeah. the longer I talk, the more a vein right outside <laughs> your eye seems to be popping. So I feel like that we're on it yeah. right here. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Because in some way, when it happens to every single associate pastor, yeah. I might need to take some marginal uh, responsibility. responsibility for that. But, but uh, I'm I am not. Sorry. Oh. Well, well, you know, I can't. You can't hold... Did I mention you just got to slow it down, Mike? I need to slow, slow it down. down. Yeah, slow it just down. Just for men. They make a shampoo now, Mike. Yeah. Boom. Get you looking like you're 30 again in no time. Get a little work done. Yeah. Kind of Find Joel Osteen's guy. Give you a little work around the eyes. Uh-huh. You'll be looking like you're 20 for the rest of your life. Well, uh, this could be huge for you. I it, feel like this, no one out here that's listening to us has had their life impacted in any way, nor are they likely to. But you, yeah. Mike, I've changed your life right now. Well, now we're talking back as sponsors again. Do you think just for men or some type of Taco Bo- Bell? Taco, no, no, Botox or something yeah. like that. I could be a before and after. Picture. Right, right. You never, you never know. All right, so slow it down. Next uh, point we have for us today from your blog pull up a chair or two. What do you mean by that, Shane? I had a preaching professor in seminary named Fred Craddock who was brilliant. And and he he was wonderful with metaphor. And one of the things he told us over and over, the problem with the American holiday is not that we have too much food. It's that there's not enough chairs around the table. So maybe you know somebody that's going to be spending Christmas alone. Uh, Why not reach out to them? You know, I don't know about you, but we always have plenty of leftovers. We, we always make way more food than we actually eat. Why not invite a couple extra people to help you eat it? Right. And I think having a family that has accepting of that is really important. My family, uh, for Christmas Eve, before I was in ministry, we'd have 30 or 40 family members over. You know what? I would just bring people from the church who didn't have a family gathering to go to and bring them. You know what was really cool about it? I never asked, and I probably should have asked if that was all right. But when I reflect upon that, my family was totally loving, totally accepting, brought them in. Didn't matter if we had, you know, we always had plenty of food with the Wootens and Mayers. But, uh, uh, you know, having a family, and if, I think if someone's the family leader, too, that they have to set that tone, don't they? I think so. Uh, you have the, the, the leader of a family, the patriarch, the matriarch, they give permission to set that tone. Right. Y- you give permission. And so the idea is just uh, expand your table just yeah. a little bit, include a few more people. Uh, it can be not only great for them, but it also can be great for you. Absolutely. Okay, Shane, next Tell stories. Do you think that's important to the Christmas uh, time? Tell us about that. Stories are the containers we pour our lives into. Uh, stories are awesome. And the bishops are storytellers. They, they just are. And we're, we're from a Southern Illinois tradition, and you're just storytellers. And so for us, making sure that we take time to remember those that are no longer at the table with us, 
Maybe those mm. people that are no longer in the Christmas photograph that were in it 10, 20, 30 years ago, yeah. they, they still are alive in the form of stories. And so telling those great stories, celebrating their lives, the contributions to your life, laughing, uh, telling the grandkids yeah. and the great-grandkids yeah. about all the funny things or, or interesting things yeah. that some of their ancestors used to do. I think that can be a really, really powerful thing. And then the other thing is just remembering that Christmas itself is a story. It's, it's a story. Mm. It's a powerful, powerful story. It has all the elements of a great story. It has interesting character, exotic locations, uh, suspense that right. is resolved. Uh, it, it, it is just a beautiful, almost perfect story. So for me, stories are a huge part of the holidays. Yeah, they really bring life uh, to the Christmas gathering. You know, for me, having a, I might not be young, but I have a younger family. Yes, I have you do. young children. It's weird. It's weird. It's have, like you married Valerie when you were later in life, but she was still young. It's a little bit like this. A like, little bit. A little like bit that. like a Joseph. Other and Mary than story. the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Just put the facts to the side. That's what this podcast is about. Well, we but, try to we try to not stumble over facts. <laughs> no, they yeah. just get in our way. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, but for me, I also have to, to your earlier point about slowing down, I know we're creating stories right now in my young family. So we talk about stories from the past, some of those people who aren't around the table uh, anymore, not in the family photo. But also, I know as a, as a young father, maybe not a young man, I have to let these stories emerge and allow this laughter to fill. And I think as I relax a little bit, there are some really cool things that are happening. I already see we're talking about something that happened a couple years ago. And here's the other point I was thinking about, Shane, is that sometimes there may be stories in our family around Christmas that you and I, maybe we didn't really like how they were told. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or maybe they didn't put our family on the greatest trajectory, maybe a negative, a negative connotation. And so some of those stories I might not be bringing up very often because we're just trying, like the story of Christmas, we're trying, of Christ, we're trying to right the ship here and and go in a way that is, you know, more God honoring. And so uh, there are a couple stories that maybe someone else in my family would tell, and I don't tell. I understand. I understand. I think part of what we do at Christmas is we we need to create the space for those stories to emerge Mm. and part of that is is just not when we were young like you guys are now you know it it seemed like when our kids were little we just went from stop to stop to stop to stop to stop at Christmas time it was like an itinerary it was like being on a tour and and you you go from place to place and you do the exact same things right Right. you you eat you'd open gifts and and then you'd go to the next place (laughs) But it was this. It was just, you know, uh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know, hey, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. Creating space, not, not being in an incredible hurry, just creating space to let those stories emerge. My dad tells an interesting uh, story when he was growing up. They worked on a farm, and it was a working farm. So, you know, they never had to wonder what to do with their spare time. <laughs> But one of the things he talks about is when they would eat, they always spent a full hour at the table. I mean, a full hour at the table. You were just going to sit there. And a lot of people today, if you spent a full hour at the table, they'd be wondering what to do with the other 55 minutes, <laughs> right? I mean, everybody gets there, they, they, they drill everything, and, and boom, they're out, you know, and they're looking at their phones and all that. But by creating some space, 
uh, some time, I, I think it allows those stories to emerge. And uh, what's good, what's holy, what's healthy, those, those things always float to the top. And the stuff that sinks to the bottom, let it sink to the bottom. You don't need to deal with that anyway. Well, the next point has something to do with creating space as well. And I think it's so practical, particularly for where I'm at in my journey. Share the Christmas story before you open gifts. Tell us about that, Shane. Well, I think we all realize that if we don't watch it, Christmas is an exercise in buying children who want everything, things they don't need, and adults who have everything, things they don't want. Mm. You know, I, I have always had this idea at Christmas that nobody in my family needs anything, mm -hmm. and nobody really wants anything that's of a price range that I'm going to pay. Mm. So I always thought, let's just get them perfectly terrible gifts. We can say that we got them something and, and we're done, right? right. I, I remember I, I told a story a couple of weeks ago that one year I got everybody brute sets. There was another year. I got everybody globes. I, I just went and got globes. <laughs> I love globes. They're round. They spin. I mean, every great thing you need in life is in a globe. And now that you can look at where you've been. I mean, think about if you're going to tell stories, mm -hmm. and if you're like me and you've been everywhere, I give me a globe and four sure. grandchildren who don't have phones and realize they don't get to eat unless they listen. <laughs> I mean, I could tell stories for a while because each place is different. But, you know, for me, it's sort of like if we don't watch it, we're going to open the gifts and miss the point. Yes. And so part of it is contextualizing what we're doing and I don't mean this in a bad way, but we do need to reclaim some holiness yes. and some Christ out of the American Christmas because it's real easy to lose Jesus in the lights. And Shane, I do think it's important to say that that doesn't just happen at Christmas time. Like there has to be, those seeds have to be planted throughout the year about how life is about finding this relationship with God and loving others and understanding how God becomes a part of our life as we uh, grow in our faith. Because I think if, you know, if we just try to shove it all in the Christmas season, well, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears sure. for our kids. And they're just going to wait until when do we open up the gifts? Because right. mom and dad, this didn't seem important to you last June. Sure. So it's just something I think that we have to think about the whole year as well. And, and Christmas also, the story itself, I think it, it, it's a powerful story. But I think we all have our own Christmas stories as well. You know, I, I remember the first year that we moved here in 1997, our very first Christmas. Uh, we ran down to, to my mom and dad's uh, and to DeCoin to celebrate Christmas with our families like the week before Christmas. We get back home uh, of an evening, I believe it was a Saturday night, we got back home and somebody had broken into our house. They had left the sliding glass door completely open. The house was ransacked and they stole all our Christmas presents. I mean, they stole all of our Christmas presents and the police came and all of those things that, that happened. And, and, and I just remember here, we had just arrived here and, and I just remembered how, how traumatic that was and it's sort of like we're supposed to sleep here now you've got to be kidding nobody's feeling safe nobody's feeling great about anything here and there was a family from the church at the time and they just happened to be driving by they saw the police they stopped they assessed the situation and they said uh why don't you guys just spend the night with us tonight and 
yeah, we did. And we spent that night with them. We closed up the house. We went and stayed at their house. And, and for me, it, it becomes this young family who needs a place to stay. There's no room mm. in the inn. And through the hearts of another family, uh, we were offered warmth and space and, and protection at a very vulnerable time. So I think we have Christmas stories that need mm. to be told as well. The other thing to remember, Mike, is that the stories you don't tell will be forgotten. Now, some stories you don't want to tell on purpose because they need to be forgotten. They're best forgotten. Other stories, it would be a a rotten shame if you forgot those stories. And so for me, making time to tell the Christmas story becomes a baseline. When we know that big S story, a lot Mm. of our little S stories will work off it. Well, Shane, we're going to close up shop here. Right when we were getting going. I mean, I felt like we're just starting to gain traction, felt like we're starting to gain momentum. Boom, you're wanting to shut us down. Just like that. Sorry Uh, about that. That's all right. That's all right. Life's full of disappointment, and then you die, right? That's right. But uh, at least someone's going to hear this podcast. Somebody will hear this podcast. (laughs) Shane, any closing words to our audience for this Christmas season? I hope that you create some great memories this Christmas. When I think back, I remember two things about Christmas. I remember the really terrible gifts I got. I mean, the disappointing gifts. I, for some reason, I don't remember any of the good gifts. I remember, <laughs> I remember the real clunkers, you know. Uh, and I, I have memories. I have memories. And those memories aren't of food. Yeah. And they're not of gifts I receive. They're memories of things like incredible Christmas Eve services and snowball fights when we had white Christmases and football games when we had warm Christmases and my cousins being around. I I just, those are the things I remember. So create memories, take lots of pictures, which is easy to do now that we all have phones with great cameras in it. And remember this, uh, you will never get this Christmas again. You get one shot at it. There's no guarantees the people in your Christmas photograph this year will be there next year. For that matter, there's no guarantee you will be there next year. We get one shot at it. Let's honor Jesus. Let's make it a special day. Well, from Shane and I, we wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. And remember this, keep the change. Merry Christmas.